It was a sunny morning in the autumn day. The birds were flying south as squirrels hid nuts away. And through the frosty thicket, aglow with sunny glare, plotted the shaggy figure of a very sleepy bear. <sighs> Winter's almost here. I can feel it in my fur. The water's getting icy and the air is getting brr. And so she started doing what all bears like her do. She went out looking for some food. Need to gain a pound or two. For you see, a bear like her likes to hibernate. They sleep for months and do not eat, and so must gain some weight. I'll go to the orchard for some apples, then behind the fast food stand. If any food will satisfy, I know that garbage can. But though the trash was tasty, and apples quite the dish, there was nothing quite as filling as the local river's fish. She made her way to the bank and to the water stream, but she was greeted by a voice both ornery and mean. What's the big idea? Another bear curtly growled. I've come to catch some fish. Oh yeah? You're not allowed. I was here first, the river's mine, and I say you should shoot. Go back to where you came from. There is no room for you. Look, lady, I'm in no mood to get bossed around. Well, maybe you'd prefer it if I knocked you to the ground. It looked like there would be a fight, but before the claws could swing, a giant form came into sight. It was... <gasps> the Grizzly King! What's going on? He snorted with a royal stare. This kind of talk's unfitting for any honest bear. I will not have my subjects caught up in foul disputes. The river has fish aplenty and the forest nuts and fruits. He scowled disapprovingly and raised his royal paw. I hereby make a ruling, and therefore it is law, that bears shall not argue about food or caves or trails. Instead, we shall live in harmony and listen to paws and tails. And this is Mr. Jacob's Garage. I know, Artie. I've been here before. You have? I don't remember that. Remember? Christmas caroling? My cousin Joy brought me along. No. Are you sure? I thought... Artie! Over here! Oh, hey Bailey. Have you met... Yeah, I know who she is. Hi, Noelle. Wait, you know her name? Of course I do, from Christmas caroling, right? Yeah. Why are we whispering? Mr. Jacobs and Miss Fiona are having an argument on the phone. Wait, an argument? You mean a fight? That can't be right. Listen for yourself. No, that's not what I meant. No, no, I, I was suggesting... Fiona, Fiona, calm down. I... Of course you are. I wasn't... I'm sure you feel that way about it, but... That's not the sound of a friendly chat if you ask me. How long has this been going on? I don't know. All I know is I was just sitting here, minding my own business, reading about bears, actually, and things got loud inside the house, and eventually I noticed. You didn't notice when it started? When you have a family like mine, you get pretty used to loud conversations. It takes a while for me to notice. It must be something pretty bad if Mr. Jacobs is arguing. He never does that. Do you think they're breaking up or something? Breaking up? They're not really in a... Are they? I thought they were just friends. Hmm. Okay. It just reminded me of when my sister breaks up with her boyfriends. It sounds a lot like this. Anyway, yeah, it's weird. That's why I've been listening to the radio. That sounds like fun. I was just about to start it up again. You want to hit the play button, Artie? Mr. Jacobs? And Miss Fiona? He's busy. I'll get it. Oh, hi, kids. I didn't know you were here. Hey, Mr. Jacobs. Yep, just hanging out on a Saturday morning, like we do. Every single week. <laughs> eh, thanks, Bailey. 
I guess I should have known there'd be visitors. Speaking of which, I'm not sure we've met. Oh, we have. I'm Noelle. Oh, right. Christmas Carolee, you're Joy's cousin. That's me. Artie invited me back this morning, and I figured I might as well check it out. I'm glad he did. Uh, Artie, are you okay? Huh? Sorry, I just... Are you in... Miss Fiona? Really? What he means to say is we couldn't help but overhear your discussion on the phone. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. We just had a difference of opinion. Nothing to worry about. Are you still... Friends? Oh, yes. We just need some time to think and cool off. Cool off? Sometimes when people disagree, it's easy for them to let their emotions become part of the conversation. Our feelings can get hurt, and it becomes harder to see things from any point of view except our own. At that point, I found it's good to step back for a moment and calm down. Huh. Usually that doesn't really help me. I just think about how annoyed I am that people could disagree with my obvious logic. Um, that is a possibility. But in times like these, I'm reminded of an example that God gives us in the Bible when it comes to helping other people see things our way. Oh, does that mean that you've got a drama script for us? I just might. I'll go see what I've got. Drama script? Is that code for something? Uh, not really. It's just a thing we do. It's fun though, right, Artie? Mr. Jacobs? And... Artie! Huh? Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, it's fun. Right. Well, what do we do while we wait for him to get back? I mean, there's always the radio. From the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fantastic drama, The Two Pigs, an adapted biblical parable about humility. Once upon a time, there was a farm. And a mighty fine farm it is too. And on this farm, there were two styes. And in each sty, there was a pig. One was named Champ. Howdy. And the other was called Frida. Uh, hello. Now, Champ was a very large boar. Ain't that the truth. Hey! Anne was able to see the rest of the farm quite well. Whereas Frida, who was only a little piglet, could only see the walls of her own sty. What a wonderful farm I live on. It is rather quite beautiful. And it was true. The farm was one of the nicest in the county, and had won many awards for its quaint yet clean appearance. The farm owed this to the genius of the farmer, who had trained his animals to clean up the farmyard themselves. Impressive, right? Hello? Is someone there? Oh, hey, I'm Champ. You must be the newest member of the farm. Why, yes, I am. A pleasure to meet you. Um, you might not have noticed seeing as you're new and all but I couldn't help but notice there's a tiny speck on that board in your sty there. Oh my, you're right. I can't er, quite reach it. Well, this is a fine howdy-do. Try standing on your back legs. Frida tried many of Champ's suggestions, but she just wasn't big enough to reach. This was both discouraging and frustrating for Champ, and he was sure to share his opinion. This won't do, not at all. We've got to get this cleaned up before the judges for the Cleanest Farm Award show up. The months went by, and Champ continued to badger Frida about the spot that she had to clean. Then one day... I can reach! Champ! I can clean the spot! And not a moment too soon. For as soon as she wiped off the spot, who should look over the sty wall but the judges for the Cleanest Farm Award? That was a close one. 
Hmm, yes, this little piglet's sty is fantastically clean. No doubt about it. Thank you. I've been working on it for months. And polite as well. Well done, piglet. Let's take a look at Champ's... <gasps> what a pig sigh! I don't understand. What? But as he looked around his own sty, it became clear. Oh, no. It was filthy. Champ had been so busy trying to figure out how to clean Frida's sty that he had forgotten to clean his. And it showed. I think it goes without saying that this mess doesn't deserve the award this year. No, wait. I can clean it up. Come back. Champ learned a valuable lesson that day. Before you try to take care of the speck in your neighbor's sty, make sure you take care of the boards in your own sty first. The moral is, before you point out or try to solve the problems with other people's lives, you need to take care of the issues in your own life first. We should be concerned if we see things that are wrong in others, but that doesn't mean we should look down on them. Because if we are really honest, we have sins in our own lives that we need to take care of too. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about the lessons we've been talking about today. Yeah, she's gonna fit in just fine around here. Excuse me? It's a compliment, don't worry. What's up, Noelle? Earlier we were talking about taking the time to calm down when you are arguing with someone, but in the story about the two pigs, the moral was talking about not judging people because we aren't perfect, and I'm having a hard time figuring out what they have to do with each other. Oh, I see. Well, to answer that, I think a good place to go is Romans 14. In that chapter, the great missionary Paul was talking to people in a church who were in the middle of a bunch of arguments. Arguments? Like what? Oh, the usual little stuff, Bailey. Some people thought some days were special and others didn't. Some people thought it was wrong to eat certain things and others didn't. Huh. So, who is right? That's the thing. God had never said one way or the other. But the people in this church were treating each other badly because of this disagreement. And so they all were doing the wrong thing. But if you feel something is wrong and someone is doing it, shouldn't they stop? Perhaps, Bailey. But I think a good thing to remember is that God is the one who says if something is wrong. And if he doesn't say something about it in the Bible, then we can't expect everyone to have the same feeling about it. What the Bible does say in places like Philippians 2 is we need to show love and humility toward each other making sure that we don't treat others badly, and being aware that even though you may disagree with someone, this doesn't mean you should argue or make things hard for them. It sounds like the Bible has a lot to say about this stuff. I think you're right. And one reason I think Paul writes so much about it is because he once lost his best friend in an argument. It must have been a huge argument. It was. Paul and his best friend Barnabas were one of the greatest teams in the Bible. They spread the good news about Jesus everywhere, and together they did great things for God. But all of that changed in Acts 15. They got into a huge argument, and it was so bad that they split up, and as far as we can tell, they never saw each other again. How sad. That's why I think Paul takes this subject very seriously, warning people over and over to be patient, loving, and humble when it comes to disagreeing with our friends, especially with other people who love Jesus. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So is that what you're going to do with Miss Fiona? Yes, Artie. I think that is the right thing to do. We should... I shouldn't have gotten so upset. And even though I still think I'm right, our friendship is more important than what we were arguing about. 
Good point. What was the argument about anyway? <laughs> that is none of your business, Bailey. Ah, oh, come on. I'd tell you if I had an argument. That's your choice, and I'm making mine. Grown-ups are so annoying sometimes. Come on, Bailey. Let's go. Thanks for letting us hang out, Mr. Jacobs. Glad to have you, Noel. Come back soon. Later, Mr. Jacobs. Bye, Artie. Oh, would you mind getting the radio on your way out? No problem. <laughs>